Hey everybody, this is In The Mix with Sister Johnny and I'm excited to be back on the air with all of you. I hope you're doing all right. I tell you, there's a lot happening and we're getting ready to get in this word so we can stay covered and prayed up. Amen. For those of you that are listening to In The Mix for the very first time, I'd like to welcome you to In The Mix. If you'd like to catch up on some of the previous shows, please visit me at sisterjohnny.com. That's sister, J-O-N-N-I-E.com. And you can click on your platform of choice. Don't forget to go on over to YouTube. I do have a YouTube channel. You can subscribe to it. Don't forget to like, share if you care, and click that notification bell. Whenever I post a new video on YouTube, you will be automatically notified. All right, we're getting ready to go in, y'all. Let's go. Get your Bibles. Today, I'm going to be coming from Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8. That's in the Old Testament, y'all. So we're going to go back and I'm going to be reading today out of the New American Standard Bible version. That's the NASB. I wanted to read it out of here. So God bless all of you. I'm going to go ahead and start reading. Deuteronomy chapter 8. All the commandments that I am commanding you today, you shall be careful to do that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to give to your forefathers. You shall remember all the way which the Lord your God has led you in the wilderness these 40 years, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. He humbled you and let you be hungry and fed you with manna, which you did not know nor your fathers, that he might make you understand that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by everything that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Your clothing did not wear out on you, nor did your foot swell these 40 years. Thus you are to know in your heart that the Lord your God was disciplining you just as a man disciplines his son. Therefore, you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs, flowing forth in valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and figs and pomegranates, a land of olive and honey, a land where you will eat food without scarcity, in which you will not lack anything, a land which stones are iron, and out of those hills you can dig copper. When you have eaten and are satisfied, you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for those that are listening. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you will use me for your glory. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me and wash me thoroughly, Lord God. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that this word will be applicable in their lives, that they can live out, walk out, and be about, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, bring everything back to my remembrance that you will have me to teach on today. I give you praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, Deuteronomy chapter 8, I read verses 1 through 11, but please be a Berean, go home and study the scripture out, read all of chapter 8. I'm telling you to bless your heart. But the reason why I wanted to go back to Deuteronomy chapter 8, number one, I was spending time with the Lord this week in my study time, and this is where the Lord led me, and I felt very strongly this is what he wanted me to teach on today. But not only that, I thought about how we go through. You know what I'm saying? You know how I always talk about how we go through as people. Now, I know as Christians, we always we're gonna count it all joy when we going through you know what I mean we're gonna always throw the scripture 
on our situation constantly. We have to. However, we can't negate the fact that we're human beings. And that's the thing about me and what God has used me for to reach people is, is the human part of who we are. Because the human part of who we are when we're going through, let me tell you something, it's a struggle. If we really going to keep it real, it's not always easy. In fact, it's times where we have been at the brink of throwing in the towel and giving up. I tell you all the time, there's times when I'm going through where I'll be ready to throw in the towel. But I believe because of the prayers of the righteous, those that have prayed for me, those that intercede for me, the prayers that I've prayed. And I feel like those prayers and the faith has kept me even when I couldn't keep myself. Do you understand what I'm saying? So there's times where... No matter what you say, no matter how many prayers you throw up, no matter how many shundies you do, that at the end of it all, you still feel like giving up. When you come out, when you come out, when God brings you out, we cannot forget that it wasn't us that brought us out, that it was God that brought us out. See, this is the thing. Sometimes we get amnesia, feel like there's a shift happening where God is going to be answering a lot of prayers for a lot of people. People have been, you know, in the press for years. The children of Israel were in the wilderness for 40 years, not 40 days, 40 years. That's a generation. A whole generation died off. They saw a whole generation die off in that 40 year period. And they've been through a lot. Now God is telling most Moses to tell them, look, they're getting ready to go into a land that's a land of blessing. So we as a body of Christ, we got a time frame. God getting ready to send us into a land of harvest, of blessing. And it's a certain window. And we got to use wisdom when we go through this open opportunity of blessing that God is actually giving to us. You understand me? Hear what I'm saying? This is what the Lord is revealing to me. It's a certain period of time. God has opened the window of opportunity for the body of believers because we've been through so much. We got to use wisdom during this time and this season coming up with what the Lord blesses us with. But more importantly, we got to give praise and honor to God. Do not forget for one second that it was God that brought you out. It was God that poured blessing on you. It was God that sustained you when you was going through in the valley. It was God that kept your mind. It was God that kept your body and your family. It was God that put kept his hand of protection on your family even when you didn't know what was going to happen and what, what you was going to do. It was God. It was God. It was God. So don't forget God, this season that's coming up, don't get amnesia. Don't think it was you. Don't think it was your efforts. It is and was God. And so when when he's telling them, he said, look, all the commandments that I have commanded you today, you shall be careful to do that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to give to your fathers. Now, this is important. The children, he didn't say to you. When he was talking to them, when Moses is telling them what God is saying, he said, to your fathers. This is what I swore. God's word was to Abraham. If you go back to Genesis chapter 15, it's a covenant that God made with Abraham. He said, you know, after he came from the war, he said that I'm your shield and buckler. And then he began to make a covenant. This is the covenant God made with Abraham. He, he told him when he called him out earlier that, you know, I'm going to make your name great. Now be a father of many nations. But the actual covenant didn't happen until Genesis 15. So he made God's word is on the line here with Abraham and then Isaac and Jacob and, and the children of Israel. So he's telling Moses to tell him. Look, I need you to keep the commandments, okay? I need you to follow me. I need you to, this is what your part is. I'm not blessing you necessarily. I'm keeping my word 
that I had put out there. Come on, the covenant I made, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm keeping that. And here's the fulfillment of it. It's going to happen with you. This is your time to reap where you have not sown. This is your time to be blessed in areas and ways that you really don't deserve. But I'm doing it because of what I said I was going to do with Abraham. Did y'all catch that? Now, a lot of times we read this, but the Lord had me really focus on, I'm not blessing them necessarily because of them. I'm honoring my word that I kept, that I'm keeping, and the word that I had uh, given to their forefathers. So why am I, I keep saying that? Well, because a lot of us right now are being blessed, are getting ready to enter into a land of blessing or into a season of blessing and harvest. Come on. Not because of anything special we've done. It's because of those that have labored before us. Come on. I was thinking about that the other day I was driving and I thought about all the people that has prayed for me and has gone on to glory. I thought about Sister Maddie Randolph. She's a woman that uh, blessed me in more ways than I can think. This woman was a teacher of the word and she was a prayer warrior. I thought about how she you know, prayed for me and taught me, inspired me, encouraged me. Evangelist Mildred Buckley, another seasoned woman, prophetic woman of God. This woman prayed for me and encouraged me. I thought about my own mother. Come on now. A prayer warrior that loved the Lord for real. When that, when my mom uh, was on her deathbed, she was on her bed of affliction. I put her hand on my head and said, Lord, give me a double anointing of what she had. This is what I did with my own mother because of her walk with God. And so what I'm saying is a lot of us right now are entering into a season of blessing and are being blessed, not because of what we've done, because God's honoring prayers that that was prayed over us and or honoring a word that God had given to our ancestors or to our mothers and fathers and 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 spiritual mothers and fathers. Are you walking with me? And so it's not necessarily anything special about us. But what God is saying, I'm getting ready to bless you, but I need you not to forget who's blessing you. I need you not to get amnesia. So he says, I want you to live and multiply. Because see, this is this is the commandment. If you're not going to keep my honor, my word and fear me and reverence me, come on, then you taking time off your life on earth. Because God's the creator of everything. He's created everything. He's in need of nothing. Please believe it. Yeah, I always give this illustration. If I own a flower mart and you gave me, somebody gave me some flowers for my birthday, I would be honored because they thought about me for my birthday and took the time to purchase something for me. But actually, I own a flower mart. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do I really need the flowers? No. And so I always use that example to equate that to God. Those of you that have heard me speak and teach, you know, I always use that as an example because God owns everything down here on earth, everything, air, oxygen, fungus, bacteria, nothing can live and survive without bacteria. He owns everything, everything that we have and God's already given it to make and create. And for us to give something tangible back to God, 
Well, it's a nice effort and gesture, but really God don't need that. He's not impressed by that is what I'm trying to say, right? What honors God, number one, is to believe that he can do what he said he can do. There's no failing in God. Come on, to have the faith to believe that he is and to honor him, right? To fear him, to honor him, to reverence him. That moves God. You know, the Bible says without faith is impossible to please. And why? You got to have faith in who he is to believe that God is who he is. And there's nothing that he cannot do. That moves God. Amen. So here he's saying in in Deuteronomy chapter eight, you're getting ready to go into a land that's going to bless you tremendously. But I can't have you forgetting. Then he goes on and puts this disclaimer out because, you know, when you're going through the valley, come on, y'all that's out there. When you're going through the valley, you're in the valley or you're going through a dry place in a season in your life. Sometimes you'd be like, Lord, really? Why am I going through this? I didn't help people. I didn't minister to people. I encourage people. I didn't see lives turned around, not because of me, because you working through me, Lord God. I have done what you've called me to do. I've been a servant unto you, Lord. Why am I going through this? Come on, let's just keep it real. When you're going through the valley, you're going through situations. Yes, we know what the scripture is saying, but I'm talking about the human element of who you are. You do be like, Lord, how long? I'm tired. Get me out of this, Lord. So now God gives this disclaimer to the children of Israel after he's telling them how they need to not forget what he's done for them. Look what he says. It's like, it's almost, can he already know what they thinking? He says, look, he says, you shall remember all the way which the Lord your God has led you in the wilderness. This is uh, two, these 40 years that he might humble you, testing you and to know what is in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. He humbled you. This is three. He humbled you and let you be hungry and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know that he might make you understand that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by everything that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, uh, Jesus quoted this and quoted the same scripture in Matthew chapter four, when he was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit to be led to the wilderness by the Holy Spirit to be tempted of Satan. Remember, Satan tempted Jesus after the 40 days of fasting when he was hungry. Here he come. Right. All right. So Jesus quoted this. He told him, he said, look, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out the mouth of God. This is where he quoted it from, right? Why did God put this disclaimer out? Because now God's telling them, you're getting ready to be blessed. I need you not to forget. This is a preparation. I need you not to forget me. But in their mind, they like, well, Lord, we done seen people die. We done seen all this stuff happen. We done seen, we done experienced some sadness being out here lord for 40 years and we were hungry and god is saying yeah you were hungry but i purposely made you feel that hunger and then i fed you you didn't die first of all you were hungry yes but you did not die from hunger you still lived and not only did you live when i finally fed you i fed you with a food that you did not ever taste in your life because it doesn't exist on earth and i fed you come on and you live teaching you a principle you couldn't get any other way what that man does not live by bread alone but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of god he's trying to let them know i am your substance i am your everything i need you to be totally dependent on me he said look you didn't have to worry about your clothes getting old can you imagine being at 40 years in the you got to imagine this in the elements of being outside they didn't have no tennis shoes in jordans so their toes were exposed to the elements to the cold to the heat to the dryness to the dirt 
Come on, can we talk? God's saying, look, your feet didn't swell up. Your clothes didn't get old. You still look new and clean. I kept you clean. I kept you looking like that. Now, those of you that have been to the, through the storm in the valley, come on. Y'all know when you're going through and when people see you, they, be, they, don't, they always tell you, girl, you don't look like what you've been through. Man, you don't look like what you're going through because that's God sustaining you. And that's when you know this ain't Satan. God's doing this thing. He's teaching us something. Now, we don't know what it is because we haven't come out of the valley yet. But when we come out and look back, that's when we get the revelation. Come on. So don't despise new beginnings and don't despise what the chastening that God is doing right now, because we're going to get the understanding later. That's why we got to ask and pray God for understanding, because sometimes when we going through and we in that valley, we have no understanding. I'm, I'm keeping it real from my perspective. Sometimes I don't have no understanding. Yes, I know. Lord, I'm praying for understanding. But Lord, I don't have it right now because I'm not understanding this. I'm not understanding this. And sometimes when you are in the valley or you're not in the valley, just walking with God, just keep it real. God already knows your heart. He knows your thoughts from afar off. He already knows what's in you. He knows what you're capable of because God created you. So for you to be fake with God, it makes no sense. So for me, when I, in my relationship with God, I just straight up talk to God, Lord, I don't know why I'm going through this. Lord, really? How long, Lord? I'm tired. Help me. Sometimes I just be like, help me. Lord, do you know what I'm saying? So sometimes just got to be real with God. So anyway, back to the scripture. God is talking to them and saying, I kept you. In short, I kept you, even though you were in the wilderness. And that wasn't a cool place to be. I get it. You were in an in-between state because they just came. They had came out of bondage, being in bondage for years under uh, Pharaoh's rule in Egypt. Came out of bondage. Now they're in the middle. They're not at home. They're not. They haven't reached the destination and it wasn't just for 40 days. They in the middle for 40 years. Generation had died off. They had did some complaining and all that. But for 40 years, a lot has happened. People, you know, children were born. A lot of stuff happened in 40 years. So they didn't get to their destination right away. They didn't get to their promised land right away. So a lot of times when we got prayers and we have things before the Lord, Sometimes it doesn't happen right away, but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Well, we're in the in-between state. Remember, God's still keeping us, even in the midst of it. We can't see it because we're in it. But when we come out of it and get to our promised land and look back, that's when it makes sense. That's when the old folks say, had it not been for the Lord that was on my side, where would I be? Right? I remember when God brought me out. Brought me out of what? When he brought you out of the trouble and heartache and the issues and the and the and the the financial, the health issues, the the children issues, the spouse issues, the parent issues, the work issues, the drama, drama, whatever the issue, God brought you out. But when you look back, you'll be like, I don't know how. I don't know how I made it. When I look back at some of the things I've been through that God brought me out of, it I just want to weep. Because I look at that and be like, that situation and circumstance and say, Lord, I don't know how I survived that. That's when I know, God, you kept me. Come on, y'all. It's some situations that you're going through. You might be going through it and in it right now. And you're like, whew, 
this is a lot, but you making it through. And when people see you, they can see the glory of God. And you be like, oh, if you only knew when you come out of that and you look back when old folks say, when I look back over my life, when you look back, oh, I feel like shouting. When you look back from everything God brought you out of, it don't make no sense. It makes no sense. So he says to the children of Israel, look, I know you, you in the in-between. And I know you don't understand why I had to have you feel hunger and why you had to go through what you had to go through. But I had to do that to humble you. And I also had to see what was in your heart. See, God is more concerned, not so much about what you say, but what's in your heart. And a lot of people always say, people that's heard me speak, they've heard me always say this. A lot of people say, well, God knows my heart. And I often say, he really does. He knows exactly what's in it. He's all up in your heart and your your vows and everything. Trying to he's searching it constantly. God's in your heart. So don't say a cliche. It's like, oh, it's a cliche. Oh, God knows my heart. No, no, no. He really knows. He he knows your heart. He's all up in your heart, searching it constantly. So it's not what you say necessarily. It's what you do. It's what's in you. And I often go to Genesis chapter six when I quote scripture about uh, Noah. When God looked into the hearts of man and saw that it was only evil continually. And he based on that, they hadn't even acted out the thoughts yet. It hadn't even become a reality. God searched their hearts and saw that their the thoughts were just evil continually. And based on that, he said, I'm about to destroy everything. Come on. That's heavy. So a lot of things that happen, it's not even acted out yet. It's just in the heart. It's a thought. And when it becomes a thought, if you don't cast those things down, it becomes action. And God is all in your heart. So he's telling them, I had to do these things to prove you. And I had to do these things to humble you. So that when I bless you, you're not going to get amnesia. So I want to say to you, you know, those that are listening, you know, search out these scriptures. I'm telling you, Deuteronomy chapter eight will bless you, especially in verse 11. It says, beware that you do not forget the Lord, your God, by not keeping his commandments and his ordinance and his statutes, which I'm commanding you today. Okay, we got to beware. We getting ready to go into some blessing. Now, I know we, you know, it's been rough for us. Okay, let's talk. But there's a season, a blessing. A window. God's getting ready to open unto the body of Christ and to us. He is. I'm telling you. In that season, use wisdom. Ask God uh, if he's if it's a financial blessing, if it's a healing, if it's uh, your children being saved and delivered and set free, if them they being blessed, whatever the case may be. Ask God, Lord, what do you want to do me to do with my time? If it's a healing, what do you want me to do with my finance? If it's a financial blessing, what do you want me to do with my life? If God's blessed your children and brought them out of darkness and your parents, come on, what Lord, what do you want me to do with my life for you? Use this time wisely and whatever it is, be a good steward, be like the ant and save. Use wisdom. God bless all of you. I thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that this word bless you today. Uh, If you're going to walk away with anything, walk away within this season of blessing that's coming. Don't forget God. Give God glory. Remember that it wasn't you and it's not anything that you've done, but it is what God has honored his word to do because of others that's prayed for you and because of him wanting to bless you. But it's nothing special that you've done. Amen. Be humble in this time and this season of blessing. God bless all of you. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. God bless all of you. Time. God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend. This is... 
in the mix.